Okay, what am yeah. I supposed to be saying again? Okay, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Join us. Wasn't that it? I'm Sadie. Join us as we is the void. Oh, yes. Uh, you are listening. No, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> listening to the God, Anomaly maybe, podcast. Like, <laughs> maybe, maybe this needs to be it. Like, I love Oh my gosh, bloopers. I love it. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. No. Okay. Okay. Serious face. Serious face. Okay. You are listening to the Anomaly podcast. I'm Cody. Fuck. I'm sorry. We're dead kittens. And then I was thinking about killing. You are listening to the Anomaly podcast. I'm Cody. And I'm Sadie. Join us as we jump into the mystical madness that is the void. Every time you get in and you're like saying something very profound and then a motherfucker just comes in. We can hear you. (laughs) Motherfucker. Cat actual fits. All you had to do was change the fucking name and there you are. (laughs) Well, actually, it's not optimized for mobile recording. So if anybody tries to come in on an iPhone, it won't work. Oh. Oh. Well, that's that's a good piece of technological information for us. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Switching. I'm just now seeing switching to desktop, not optimized for them. Okay. Are you, did you make notes of that? I'm not going to remember that, but. I will make notes of that. Okay. And actually the third line process just made a note of it. (laughs) So yeah, notes taken. How's it going? Hi, Kat. Hi. Good. Good. Living, laughing, and loving. How are you guys? (laughs) How did this full moon treat you? Inquiring minds want to know. Oh, well, first of all, my daughter did not sleep at all. She kept having dreams about mosquitoes, and she's afraid of bugs. No, I'll say that. (laughs) She's afraid of bugs. And to the point of, like, where she'd, like, scream, wake up, I'm in there. And she's like, they're in here for sure. I saw them. Oh, I pretended to, like, slap them dead, all kinds (gasps) of things. And it wasn't until I was like, Maggie, mosquitoes are not alive this time of year. (gasps) Mama, she was just replaying Jumanji in (laughs) the dream rave, okay? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Does she – what's your daughter's design? Oh, she's a 6'2 emotional manifester. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Does she do it? Was that like a full moon thing you think going on with the sleep? Or is that like the sleep occurrence normal? Like with the, you know, being afraid of mosquitoes? Oh, no. She doesn't usually wake up. So it's probably a full moon thing. It's either one or the other of the manifestors that's going to be awake. Yeah. So, and also me. I was having crazy dreams. Dude, me too. I mean, I always do, but like last night, it was like, oh, waking up, was there a nuclear attack somewhere? Because that's exactly like what was happening in the dream. Okay, well, mine was a little more like fun, but weird. (laughs) I want to hear it. Well, I was having a dream that my childhood cat was scratching on a door. And I like woke up and I was like, of course, this cat is in Freddy's room. And I stumble up and I'm like waltzing over to the door to try to open it. And then my husband comes out of the bathroom and I just like look at him and I'm like angry that he's not a cat, first of all. Second of all, <laughs> he's scared the shit out of in walking out of the bathroom because I'm expecting a cat, right? <clears throat> and I just look at him and I go, you're not a cat. <laughs> and I like turned around and tried to walk back to the bedroom and like hit the wall. And then I was awake for real. And I was like, oh, wow. All right. Um, good night. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my gosh. Full mm-hmm. moons, man. They really are insane. Now my mind is going crazy. I want to go pull my animal speak book. I actually just looked up cats and they obviously symbol symbolize mysticism and magic. And it's like when cats are in your life, it's this pull to like go deeper. And then it also represents the feminine. So now I'm wondering, Kat, like, are you looking at your husband like, be more magical, motherfucker? I mean. <laughs> yes. Aren't we <laughs> all? You're relevant. Not you, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. um, Okay, before we were, before you got on, I also was curious, what's your profile? Do you want to guess? 
Are you a three five? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I thought I had seen that somewhere. So a bunch of third lines podcast. Let's see what. <laughs> I freaking love it. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> let's so let's be real here. I mean, we are the funniest people in the entirety of human design. Yes. So. <laughs> and nobody really understands that except the third line. We're funny. Yes. <laughs> We really are. And we, like the funny in the sense that it doesn't matter if anybody else is laughing. It just matters that we're entertained by ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> when realistically, it's like the only way to survive, right? I always yeah. said, that, like, if I, this is a joke, I will not actually write a book called this, but <laughs> if I were to make an autobiography tomorrow, it would be called I Get Knocked Down, but I Get Up Again, and, and Again, and Again, and Again. <laughs> And what else are you going to do when you have to like have that life experience, but start to find it hilarious. Mm. And great song, by the way. Oh, now I want to listen to it. (laughs) Piss in the night. (laughs) (sighs) The first of my like middle school dances. And I never thought, I thought it was for sure kissing the night away. Me too. I literally heard that. Where? I literally heard that song for the first time at a church function. It was a Halloween party. I was either in fifth or sixth grade, and I was yelling the song at the top of my lungs, like, kissing the night away. And then some old lady Karen comes running down. She's like, do you even know what that song says? This is inappropriate. And I'm like, oh, wait, it says pissing? I even love this song even more. I love that. Oh my Karens. Gosh. Karens. And then we had 2020, which actually put the words to what we've all been experiencing in Karens for years. <laughs> Wasn't that when, like, Karen, like, that term really was, like, coined as official Karenism? Yeah, 19 or 20, something like that. Yeah. Mm. I think it was, it was pre-COVID, I think. Yeah, I think was so, it? too. But it really, okay. it really had its, its moment. You know, yeah, yeah, it was everywhere. All right, okay, so so I go ahead. I want to know, Kat, you know, since you are emotional authority and love music as deeply as I do and use it to move your waves, I want to know the worst concert you've ever been to and why, and then also one of the best because I know that you can't just be like oh yeah this was the best hands down I don't think that's possible or fucking prove me wrong I'm here for that too okay well this is going to be a surprisingly disappointing answer because I actually have not been to very many concerts because I have lived in poverty my whole life but (sighs) I will say that Oasis worst concert I've ever been to Mm. Now, on the plus side, those tickets were given to me for free, so it didn't matter. But like, dear Christ, they had no uh-huh. charisma with each other on stage, and I was bored out of my mind. So there's that. The best concert I've ever been to was I saw Dodie, and I fucking loved it. <laughs> oh, I love that answer. It was. It would be like so unexpected. I fucking love that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that you haven't got to experience many concerts. I was the same i didn't go to my first concert till i was 27 years old because i we didn't have money either and also i was raised like super religious and was only allowed to listen to christian music so mm-hmm. yeah uh but my first concert was dave matthews yes. didn't even play crash what? i was so disappointed and it's because he's like everybody loves that song so much so fuck you i'm not playing crash <laughs> That's literally what he said on the microphone. Yeah. I was like, okay, dude, I love you. <laughs> the most Dave Matthews answer. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and the worst concert uh, I've ever been to is actually the last concert that I went to. Lord Huron. Oh. Much like you were talking about the energy between Oasis Cat. Like it was the most poser thing ever. Like, the set was so janky. It looked like they went to Dollar General and were like, hey, this is, like, hipster. There was no, there was no, like, connectedness, like, whatsoever. Like, every band member was, like, so different in their, like, own little box. There was no chemistry. And then you look out at the audience, and it was at a pretty big venue. And it's, like, 
even the people were so weird and out of place and they were really expensive tickets. And my husband and I just looked at each other like we left probably five or six songs in to like the biggest waste of money and ruined it for us because we were obsessed with Lord Huron. Like we listened to that was the only thing we listened to while we were on our trip to Sedona, which happened to be our honeymoon. Take our honeymoon six years later. Uh, but <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just now at the point where I can start listening to Lord Huron without being like, oh, OK, you guys suck is- on stage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cody, what about you? Uh, um, I feel like I'm just disappointing in the music realm, just in general. You've told me not to do that, but I, I just, I like, I love Taylor Swift. Like, that's that's who I am. I love not- T Swift too. I would love to go to one of her concerts. <laughs> I actually that <laughs> this is this is i know it's okay it's okay i do know no i like taylor swift i'm just <laughs> it is like I, the best concert i've ever gone to is a taylor swift concert because she she leaves it all out there like it mm-hmm. like the performance is huge like everything is done up it all makes sense it's like emotional she has this history with all of these thousands of people and they're just you know that she's a projector right i did not know that she's a projector i think she's a splenic i'm not sure if she's emotional authority i think she's splenic but dude is she a third line because i have delicate it playing Uh... in my head right now and i'm like that is like the perfect fucking third line song my yes. reputation's never been a worse so five one like me for me five one of course all that of course fucking projection projection oh yeah. you know what i forgot i did see pink once in concert that fucking Ooh. rocked yeah i bet that was that good Fuck, I oh, she so would be awesome because like i was there with my generator friend and she's the only person in my friends group um with whom i make nine and oh in our connection chart and it's mm-hmm. just very funny when we're together because like I, you might think that I'm not having a good time at a concert. <laughs> but you're <laughs> just I like just so don't... in it. Yeah, I'm like so focused. I'm watching everything. I don't have that body excitement, really. I did when I was younger because I was just like fake generating my way through life. And maybe as my yeah. body feels, you know, more I'll have that again. But like I was just not moving. <laughs> So like, you even like want to be here? And I was like, Elizabeth, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I'm having a great time. Just a spectacle. I have a <sighs> mental image in my mind and it's, it's making me crack up. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like way, like we weren't close to the stage, you know? So it's a lot easier to not be taken away by the crowd's energy when you're further away from the stage. Right. <laughs> yeah. Mm, well cody like why aren't you going to use your example from saturday night wasn't that concert you went to like blowing oh, your mind with the hot okay. girl guy okay we I can will talk about that here right yes let's go yes. oh my god it was so, pornography I'm gonna... and i was here for it <laughs> pornography so, <I'm> <laughs> so me and my husband went to oh gosh we went to whiskey myers we love uh red, it's called red dirt country here like it's big deal texas folky rock and rollish type of country um it's a big deal here in texas and so we went to whiskey myers for his birthday we we didn't know who like was playing ahead of time i don't what what is that even opening we didn't know who was opening for him but to my absolute surprise and delight was this (laughs) band i'm gonna have to go look them up on my phone while we're talking cat i'm gonna i wonder if i can save the video cat i'm gonna save the video on my phone and send it to you so you can like get the like live on air reaction (laughs) to like this hold on a second (laughs) oh my gosh okay go ahead Keep t- okay, should I tell? Okay, so I'll continue. Go, so- go, go slow. I got to scroll through a lot of shit. God, we can fucking talk in this thread. So I we show up. I need to find out who it was on. I saved them on my Spotify. The music was amazing, like rock and roll, perfect mix of like rock and roll and country. And we were just, they were like so into their music. It, I'm not like, 
I'm not one who's like a connoisseur of like, oh, this person, I'm going to follow them to the ends of the earth. If I hear good music, I can feel it in my body and I just really groove with it. It doesn't matter what it is. I'm, I don't have the attention span to like become like a groupie of like favorite bands and things like that. But <clears throat> I was really into this. And then on top of it, there was the, the, the fiddler on the stage. He was wearing, he had long, long, dark hair. He's okay, Kat, I'm hat. literally, I'm literally sending it to your Instagram right now. I just hit send. Yeah. He was wearing, okay. Oh, Shane Smith and the Saints. Um, he was wearing a pair of overalls and they were like drooping low on his chest. And he was just like. And he's rippled, fucking ripped as shit. Ripped and rippled and sweaty and just like <laughs> into like- his it, it's, oh. it was literally like looking like a country western version of Fabio. Hello. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I, my husband, I'm, I turn to him. I don't, like, I'm not a person that's like normally, like men don't usually, I'm very focused. I, I love my husband. I don't just, I have young toddlers. Like I don't, my mind's not like that. Like I'm not like, oh, God damn, look at this. He's in front of my mm-hmm. face and I look at my husband and he's like, you kind of like that, don't you? And I'm like, oh, yeah. And he encourages it. So then I, like, allow myself to really feel it. And I was just literally like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was just, just all, like, I don't know. It was, trans- it was transcendent, for lack of a better term. All right. I'm about to play this video. Here I go. You can hear me yelling at my husband. I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. There, okay. Long dark hair is literally the thing that puts me in my grave. Like, I, whew, it's a problem yeah. for me. That's really a problem for me in a good way. Um. Yeah. In the best type of way. Yeah. yeah. And like when someone is musically talented, oh, God, like, problematic. Oh, yes. yeah. And especially as an emotional authority, it's like, get either in my pants or in my mouth. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Get on over here, my friend. <laughs> uh, I was not sampling that one. I took it all in. There was no sampling. It was just, <laughs> I am you and we, we are us. <laughs> yes, please. Take it all. Yeah, I, I got that video while my husband and I were on a date at Twin Peaks. So we're like sitting there sampling all of these boobies. And then <laughs> that comes in and I'm laughing. He's like, what are you laughing at? I was like, well, look at this video. And Cody thinks she's weird for thinking he's attractive. And he's like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, that dude's attractive, but what the fuck is happening? Why are you guys sending that to each other? I was like, you're asking me that while we're sitting at a bar staring at tits right now. <laughs> okay, dude. Oh, man. Men. Men. <laughs> we both go silent. Men. <laughs> we're like, how far do we want to go down that tangent? <laughs> I try so hard not to go down that tangent. <laughs> yeah. I swear it's really a long way down the path, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you can you do anything other than that? Being a third line, really? Mm. I don't oh, think so. Yeah. And to be like, okay, to have the five though, and to just like know the answers. Mm. Especially in close relationship, like I can't impact anybody who's close to me. So if you think about that in terms of romantic relationships, God, get on my goddamn nerves. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, yeah. here's the list of the solutions. I know you're not going to look at the list, but for me, I need to write them out. So here they are. I'm just going to leave them on my desk, whatever, you know, <laughs> spiritually. Yeah. What What is your what is your husband's design? He is a 4-6 uh, pure manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. Okay. How and like what is the like yeah, how does that feel in relation to one another? Mm. 
<laughs> here we go getting in there we've known each other for a really really long time we met on 10 10 10 which you know 10 10 today yeah what the fuck oh my what god did I say, oh my god Cody? i didn't what even did realize I say? that I'm we planned out. this we I'm literally shook. planned this <laughs> I just a month ago yeah that's spiritually um well yeah okay so we met on 10 10 10 and um we were friends, like best friends for the first five and a half years. And he didn't bat an eye in my direction romantically because I've always kind of been like the, uh, I've not been your traditional sex pot of a woman. Okay. You know, I've always been kind of more weird and funny, but, uh, you know, eventually he was like, wait a minute. And I was like, yes, thank you for joining, joining BT me. Dubs weird point. is the best form of sex pot. Just telling you. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I agree. But for men often, mm -hmm. Um, realize that they agree that so <laughs> so yeah um it's good and it's bad there are a lot of things in our connection chart that are challenging i mean we make seven and two work to do i make that mm -hmm. with almost every significant relationship in my life which is a joy love that for me <laughs> and um he's got 45 21 and i've got 45 and it's part of my incarnation cross so that's a challenging compromise energetically. Yep. Mm -hmm. He is interested in human design. He asks me questions and he, you know, like wants more information. I don't know if he thinks he's experimenting with his authority, but he definitely is not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and we've had this conversation, like if he ever listens to this, this is not going to be new information to him, but like right. he really is kind of trapped in some people pleasing patterns um where you right. know, ask him a question and his whole body will say no and out of his mouth comes yes yeah and then i get a little fucking aggravated <laughs> my husband does that and i'm like i can please disappoint me please disappoint me because that's so much yes. more important to me that you are living truly to yourself and that you're being honest like I can be a little disappointed. I'm going to work through I'm emotional, okay? I'm going to take that in stride and be like, me, 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 me. And then I'm going to work through it. Like, uh, it's mm -hmm. not good. But it feels like a really, really big deal and is something that, you know, he's still working on and hopefully can work on more significantly in the near future. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This, yes. this whole, this, this is a theme, Kat. Like, me and Cody are going through it in our relationships too it's like mm -hmm. will you please get the fuck up here with me and do this together like i'm done being the only one doing all the work and i'm done like with you projecting that like the staying the same thing like it's not it's not gonna work anymore yeah well yeah. I, the emotional versus non-emotional that's a particular challenge too i don't know if <clears throat> either of you have that going on in your relationships but you know for us it really is like the amplification of me and then it's reflected back at me in a very um kind of turbulent way mm -hmm. and mind is so good at coming in and being like here's why you feel this way and it's not someone else's feelings you know mm -hmm. so that is definitely a dynamic that is loud <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't you you make a really good point because i didn't have awareness of that until you said it because I am emotional authority and my husband is not he's mm -hmm. sacral and I, I get looked at like I'm a fucking alien most of the time but I do the same thing to him like have a fucking heart dude <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> so yeah art our marriage is real fun <laughs> it you know what I what I look at in in like truly experimenting on my own also you know understanding his design um seeing kind of like the more spiritual aspects of these things um general themes of patriarchy that just invade every space of life as we know it and just like how how we can see especially as non-energy beings we can see that potential and we can know it. And we saw that in our husbands, right? And then when the thing that was conditioned into them, we see these like little sparks of potential and we go, oh my God, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. There it is. And then 
the patriarchy, like the conditioned self just takes over and then it's the amplification of all the shit inside of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a crazy process and cycle to continue down. There is hope, I think. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I think it's, if the pendulum swing wasn't so severe in both directions, like that would be super Mm -hmm. helpful, you know, because when it's good and we're like really relating and hearing each other, oh my God, it's like the most beautiful connection I ever had. But then of course there's the other side of the coin where all the bullshit comes sweeping in and it's like all the stuff we talked about before is nowhere to be seen. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wish I could hug you right now. You've never said something so profound. Like I, girl, <laughs> hands up, preach. <laughs> Praise the <laughs> Lord. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Kat, I know that I really wanted to have you on the anomaly uh, when I found out that you were so deep into your deconditioning. You had reached the seven-year mark and surpassed it. And I just, I really want you to disrobe for us and just really (laughs) give us the nitty-gritty. Yep, this is my fucking experience because I think you're the only person that is like in my little sphere of Instagram that is actually past that point. You know, I'm only, what am I, three and a half years into mine. Cody, are you four or five? I'll be, yeah, four and a half. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so Kat, I, come on, tell us. Okay, well, either of you feel free along the way to like prod me in a direction because when I'm on podcasts, I just fucking black out and I have no idea what I say, so. Go, that's what we know too. perfect, us too, yeah. Yeah. So we're, oh, we're probably not gonna we're probably not gonna say anything. We're just gonna mic drop this shit. Go, girl. <laughs> okay. Well, I got into human design. I'd already been studying astrology for a year, and I have been studying them both in tandem. So I thought maybe I would set down one or the other, but I just never did. <clears throat> I got into human design because my best friend of like twenty some years is a self projected projector, and she just kept being like, "Huh, this might be something you're interested in." I don't know you know, like <laughs> real gentle, like nudge in that direction. And it took me three times of looking at my chart and poking around in there for me to get sucked in. And what I got sucked in by was the undefined G center, which um, I felt like spoke to something that up until that point, astrology hadn't been able to articulate in the same way. And I was mm. like, Oh, fuck. All right. Well, let me just give this a full, <laughs> full undivided attention chance real quick. <laughs> And then I was in, I was in fully and I was self-study for a number of years. Um, And just before this last summer, I completed ART with Jess Fields and Teo Montoya. Mm. And then after that, I've continued to just do more self-study deep dives into stuff. I'm really like super aggressively into PHS (laughs) and PHS related things right now. Um, yeah, that's like the nutshell of the journey. I, um, yeah. Can I ask a question here real quick? What, uh, PHS, can you Mm. like, I, I know what PHS is, PHS is, but like, could you define the, uh, I want to say some, like the parameters of what we study in PHS? Well, I mean, okay. So if you're a person listening and you're new to human design, I, recommend you don't do this, (laughs) which I definitely pushed against when someone told me that the first time, but it's true that a lot of these things like your determination, you know, how you're meant to eat your variables. Once you start to get into that shit, like it doesn't land the way it will when you're further into your experiment and you actually are doing the strategy and authority thing consistently. But um, yeah, I'm a high sound person. Which, surprise, surprise. <laughs> I, it sounds, you know what? Sometimes I'm like, yeah, I wish I was something like hot or cold, you know, like something that's more definitive, blah, blah. But I know that each one of us has our own nuance within it. But for high sound, when I first started experimenting with it, I've been doing that for like four years now. Mm-hmm. And at first it was like, this is revolutionary. My life has changed because all of a sudden my digestive system was moving. And I've got like 8 billion Virgo placements. 
we don't have digestive systems that function properly. <laughs> hey, it me. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> no, like something's actually happening. I'm burping all over the place. What the fuck? And yeah. then <clears throat> over time, and the more sensitive I became, the more sensitive my body became to what sounds it needed to initiate that process. So it's not like trackable. I can't like have, there aren't these like things that will always work. You know, it mm -hmm. does seem to be, it's connected to my emotional authority for sure in some way that I can't, I've not found any, any literature about it, but it is like whatever I need to process is going to be aligned with what sounds I need to be listening to, you know? And I was listening to kind of a deep dive on sound determination the other day. And Roz talking about how we reflex to all the other ones. And that to me makes a lot of sense because like I will be eating something and I will notice different parts of my body lighting up and asking for attention. And then it's all a game of figuring out, okay, what does my spleen want to hear? What does my root need to hear? What's going to really release what needs to be released here? It's very interesting <laughs> and at times mm. a little bit aggravating because fifth, um, you know, sound people, we get really, really gassy. <laughs> and if we're not eating correctly, it's, it's just true. And yeah. I, for me, it's like, it, it's just not moving. It's just stuck. So I get bloated to the degree that I look pregnant and it's quite painful. And so mm. I get fucking pissed. If I can't get that to go anywhere, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like mm. my headphones yeah. in, giving you fucking high sounds. Let's move it along. I was on the plane not that long ago with Kelsey. Kelsey Rose Tort for those who are not who don't know. And um, the thing that made it work was the sound of the plane landing on the runway. <laughs> mm. I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. <laughs> oh, You're like, God. it, but you know. Gosh, damn it, I need a bathroom now. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow. Now I'm burping. Crazy. Stupid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Man, that is a that's a wild ride. The mm -hmm. sound of the plane. How do you predict? How are you able to predict that? Exactly for your body to go into a physiological response all of a sudden. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's so interesting. My husband's high sound too, and I haven't quite figured out how to guide him as a projector because he's a generator, and it's mm -hmm. like just fucking listen to music. I don't like, I, I don't know, not that he's interested in human design, but when he is sitting in the bed, eating food or anything and watching NYT PD Blue or whatever he wants to eat, like he is, he's happy and he's mm -hmm. digesting. He could be sitting there eating fucking Cheetos and he's good. Mm -hmm. But the second that we try to force ourselves to sit down as a family at the dinner table with no sound and all fucking staring at each other. Oh, yeah. He's the angriest person that I've ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my son is actually low sound, so that's fun. Yeah. Like, Anne, what do you what do you do when every single person is different? Well, I mean, there is no such thing as everybody eats at the table together. Like, yeah. that's not yeah. a thing. And Corey and I do butt heads on that a little bit because he's, in some ways, he's a bit of a traditionalist. <laughs> yeah. like, we're not giving our children a stable enough blah 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 and I'm like mm, well mm. <laughs> I'm like first of all both the kids are manifestors so like good luck anyway. yeah yeah and second of all that's just not good for everybody so you know I'm still working Freddie being a 5-1 and he's also got the genius to freak channel right he wants to know everything about everything about everything so he actually knows quite a bit about human design in the correct terms oh my god but, I love that so like he'll ask me and he's like, mama, you're high sound, right? And I'm like, yep. And he says, I'm low sound and Maggie and daddy are open taste. And I'm like, that's right. You got it. You know? And um, for him, we're still working on, he still perceives like, even though he understands that when he eats with the rest of us or when he eats somewhere, it's loud. That's why he gets nauseous. That's why he doesn't feel well. He still mm -hmm. is like, oh, you want me to eat in here by myself? Cause you don't like me. And I'm like, no. <laughs> You know, so we're still mm -hmm. that piece of it. He also mm -hmm. does have noise canceling headphones and noise reduction little earbuds that he can use. But he's struggling with that socially because he doesn't want the attention. You know, like, oh, why are you yeah. wearing headphones? 
Yeah. So, you, know, you know, working through it, especially because he is a manifester and he doesn't want me to tell him what to do, you know? And he's a fifth line. We're fifth line to fifth line. So we're both like, this is the way. No, this is the way. <laughs> yeah. But it's been really helpful, I think, in a lot of ways because it used, he used to just get so upset because I'm really loud naturally as a person. And I was like, honey, I'm always going to be that way. And it's not something that I'm really aware of. I'm just a loud person. I always have loudness around me. Mm. I will always do my best to try to be quieter when we're together, but just like know that you can be like, hey, mama, you're being too loud, you know? Yeah. I just think it's so beautiful that you are raising your children with this knowledge. Like it's, God, they're going to change the world, you know? Yeah, that'd be cool to see. I don't perceive it to be any easier, you know, raising them with human design knowledge. But that's also, I think, part of being a manifester mother, too. Mm. Just is not. <laughs> it's not um, inherent to me at all. And I think once I kind of realized and forgave myself and just like gave myself permission, like I am in no way fulfilled by parenthood at all. Not at all. Yeah. It brings me no fulfillment. It brings me some levels of joy. And I love my children. And, yep. you know, like, glad they're here but I do not feel like this ah purpose you know (laughs) yeah absolutely not yeah well and maybe maybe you'll experience that when they get older and you'll be able to see those light bulb moments in them of their own awareness because you know we obviously were not raised to have any type of that awareness or raised in any type of environments that were healthy Mm -hmm. otherwise we wouldn't fucking have found the system in the first place Right. But yeah. for them, even though it's not giving you fulfillment, just think about when they are older and they have those moments where it's like, oh, yeah, like this is me. And whether yeah. there's enjoyment in that at all, I don't, I don't know. I'm just I'm looking at this like, holy fucking shit. Yes, this is very hard. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm not fulfilled by motherhood i i feel like motherhood gave me the only sense of purpose that i've ever experienced in my life Mm -hmm. and yet there's so much fucking bitterness Mm -hmm. because i do have to focus so hard and if Mm -hmm. i'm trying to focus on anything other than my children or my husband somebody's fucking pissed off Mm -hmm. and somebody wants Mm -hmm. some part of me and i'm like i just i just want to be my own fucking person can we all (laughs) can we do all the things and consecutive is like no bitch you can't do all the things one thing at a time. I feel like parenthood inherently requires us to live in the not self in a lot of ways, like in a way that is not like compromisable. Like until they're quite a bit older, I won't be able to be out of response, you know? And like things like that that I think about pretty often where it's like, well, in order to nurture these beings that I've chosen to bring into the world, I have to acquiesce to the fact that a lot of this experience is going to be like totally counter to (laughs) what is good for me. God, shatter me some more, Kat. Jesus. (laughs) I feel that. Mm -hmm. I feel that. Mm, Okay. Well, emotional waves going, so. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard. I feel glad that you know if either of mine choose to have children they won't have this disillusionment that I had on me where it was like when I have children I'm gonna feel complete I'm gonna feel fulfilled I'm gonna feel like I have a direction a purpose a something a something you know very big undefined g-center things for me you know Mm -hmm. but just the sense of like I'm gonna be able to access a level of joy that I never could you know, they're not going to have that expectation. So maybe their potential journeys with parenthood can be more balanced and can feel different. Mm. <sighs> okay, you're saying this. And uh, before you got on, uh, Cody pulled a card from one of her decks. And she was reading it. And she was asking me like, Oh, what does that mean for you? And I was like, this was not for me. This was actually for Kat. Mm. So 
I would like for her to read that and I would like for you to riff on it and see if it uh, holds any truth for you. Okay. The alchemist. Is it alchemist card? It is a of the ethers element. Um, The alchemist card indicates a time of metamorphosis. It is a call to review everything in your current life as an opportunity for growth. Right now is a potent time to plant the seeds of what you want to invite in. It is also a reminder that our thoughts are incredibly powerful. We may not feel like we have a lot of control over our lives, but we can work hard at changing our thought patterns to give to ones that empower us. Someone who is in the shadow of the alchemist may not believe in themselves. They may have both a fear of failure and a fear of success, keeping them paralyzed in their current situation. They can also minimize situations and keep their true feelings on the inside as opposed to getting them out and moving. A key to being the alchemist is naming what is happening so you can work with it. So she pulled that card in in the shadow position. Yes. So Mm -hmm. does that resonate with you? Um, definitely in some ways, um, I've been on this now. Okay. So I definitely have markers in my chart of being someone who self oppresses, right? Um, my brain, I feel like it's 47.3, but I have so much receptivity. I can't fucking hold on to numbers or shit like that, but I think that's what it is anyway. So I do have (laughs) and with all my Virgo to self, whatever, to self flagellate. And Mm -hmm. there was a long period of time where I'd gotten into a rhythm of not doing that. And over time, especially with the challenges in my relationship, like realistically, we are at a place where it's make it or break it. Like I don't got much left to give. If we can't figure it out, this is going to be done. So over that kind of process of we've been walking through this together and difficult family things, difficult money things, like, that part of me has just eroded to a place where I just like (laughs) had a moment of awareness and I was like, Oh, fuck me, man. Like everything, everything in my mental landscape is not good. Is bad. It's bad, bad, bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not doing (laughs) rich. Um, So yeah, but externally, you know, (sighs) where my split is makes it really easy for me to, be disconnected from my body even more so. I mean, we've got the, Mm -hmm. which already is a marker for dissociation, right? But then I've got all that mental definition. I've got head and Ajna. So I'm up there and I'm up there and Mm -hmm. I'm, and it is really easy for me to, I do not notice. I didn't know that I was an anxious person until last year because there is no mental anxiety. Like I'm not like, oh my God, that's not happening in my brain, but my body, Mm very 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 anxious and i think that's been a thing for me since i was like four years old you know when shit started happening in my family like that's it that was when that all started and because it's been going on so long when i throw that into the background i don't know i'm doing that and when my body's doing stuff i don't notice it until it is so severe that i have to go to the fucking urgent care because i can't breathe you know, it's yeah. like my body has to make such a dramatic signal for me to be like, oh, well, I might be stressed, actually. <laughs> wow. And then I'll be like detailing the things that I'm doing. And people who are listening to me are like, oh, my fucking God, like, that's level 10 stressed, man. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, to be real, I mean, I owe my landlords $4,000 right now, like, I don't know what kind of grace is keeping me not evicted, but some kind of grace is. So there's like that piece yeah. of it. I'm the sole breadwinner. He has not been mentally stable enough to work in years. So it's like me and only me. Yeah. I also like, this is like both a good choice and a bad choice simultaneously. And I will detail why. I went back to school in September of this year. This is a good choice mm. because this is my only kitchen. I put myself yeah. in the correct environment. And when I'm there, I feel fucking good. I started losing weight like fast and like my body is changing quickly. It's clear that this is correct for me. How? Mm-hmm. <laughs> then I have to stress on all my receptivity to finish the homework on time and do this and do that and show up for this and show up for that, you know? So there is also a schedule stress happening there, you know? 
Mm. So it's like, eh, tit for tat. But, you know, and then I've got my two kiddos and Freddie in particular is um, really struggling with his own trauma and Corey and Freddie together, they just push each other's buttons all over the place. And so mm-hmm. me, who is just basically trying to hold the ship down 100% of the time in every possible direction. And just thinking that mm-hmm. I can just, like, do that. <laughs> because I've always yeah. been able to, right? But now it's like, all right, I'm 32. This is definitely the zone of life where a non-sacral gets burnt out. And I already had one round of it. I mean, when I turned 30, when I turned 29, no, 29, I couldn't get out of bed for a long time. I was sleeping 12 plus hours a day because all the iron decided to yeet my body. Mm-hmm. I always had perfect iron, you know, and my body was like, goodbye, time to sleep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, and I really thought I honored that. And I really thought that I figured out how to give my body more attention. And in some ways I did. I feel like that was a big sacral deconditioning moment, a big splenic deconditioning moment, but now it is my root center's turn. (laughs) And that is kicking my ass almost more. I thought it was difficult to sleep 12 hours a day. I thought that was really hard and I was really frustrated and really like, what what the fuck is this? But now Mm -hmm. like really intense adrenal headaches. It's, you know, this feeling of my throat closing up and fluid that's trapped from like between my shoulders all the way up through my head and my heart's I can't breathe and I can't breathe. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? You know, so this is a lot scarier, but I'm finding that I actually don't know how to release some root center stress. Mm. That's definitely my current learning moment. Oh, I had another thing I wanted to say too, is that astrologically this year is my ninth house year and it's a venus year and Mm. on the one hand (laughs) i I turned over into my venus year and i was like oh yeah i'm like hot now like that's gonna be (laughs) 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 but all the shadows of that are present too so with my history of like childhood sex abuse and like all kinds of shit up in there there is absolutely a definitive fear that i am not attractive enough for anybody that I've ever wanted, you know, or mm-hmm. that if I am, when I, if I do choose to embody that, it will no longer be safe to be in my body. Mm-hmm. You know, so those three things are all fighting to come into balance. Wow. Damn. Long ass answer. Woo. And I mean, as I'm listening to you, you, the, the question of like, does the alchemist card mean anything to you? You are the alchemist, yep. <laughs> right? Like that was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. That's why the alchemist card showed up. Cat yeah, is the alchemist. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm like, you know, on mechanics and bioenergetics, you said something and I'm like, whoa. So you are how many years into your deconditioning process? 10, 11? No, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, sorry. I don't know where I fucking pulled that out of my asshole, but I did. Um, Well, you're past that mark now, and you're talking about, oh, okay, now everything is moving into the root. Have you experienced your process as, like, there's a honing in of, like, each individual center? And then once all that's done, then it goes somewhere else. Or are you experiencing things simultaneously? Um, Sometimes I do notice that. It's more than one at a time, but usually it's like really clear that thematically I'm deconditioning a certain space. And it's not that I would say once I crossed over the seven years, I used to be like, oh, the seven years, whatever, like, like we don't need to be anything about that. You know what I mean? Like I used, and still I, I would not, I don't think people should hold back their shares during the first mm-hmm. seven years. Like, I don't think like, people's experiences are no less valid before they come across that, you know? Yeah. So that little fucking soapbox moment about that. Cause I just get so annoyed and just like, I don't know <laughs> what the right word is, but like my world becomes grayscale when I see people being like, well, I've did it, 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 did
Dude, there's another preach girl. I'm the same way about the whole yeah. like on the roof thing. Mm-hmm. When I see people that are like, oh, now I'm officially on the roof. It's like, dude, I am almost 38 years old and I still am fucking oscillating between being down there and being up here and shit is still fucking chaotic. Mm-hmm. I may have like a lot of moments where I'm propped up with the lawn chair and fucking umbrella and fancy little fucking drink with my legs propped up. I don't even need sunblock at this point. I'm up here. But occasionally I got to go down and cause a little fucking mayhem. It's like, like, let's take the blinders off. Time is not linear anyways. And it just fucking is what it is. And you are past that point. So does it get a little bit easier? Is your awareness more deepened do you experience yourself maybe moving through like the shadow part of it faster or mm-hmm. is this just like are you going through very very intense dark night of the soul well what i can say is that i wouldn't say it's easier at all but i would say that like my sensitivity and my awareness is like cranked up to an aggressive degree especially within my body. And, you know, to finish answering the question about the centers, like I'm in a root center deconditioning moment, but this is not the first time I've been here. You know, this is like a revisiting, but like turn up the dial to 11, you know? (laughs) Okay, you did some deconditioning here, but it wasn't enough. So let's do it again. (laughs) You know, now that my body's more sensitive, just like I was talking about with the high sound stuff, like, before the seven years, it was like fine to just turn on loud music. It didn't have to be so specific. But mm-hmm. now that I've entered this new space where I feel like everything is so sensitive, it's like much more specific of what my body's asking of me, which is really hard because like no matter how much embodiment work I do, like there is always a part of me that it's just so easy to to leave. It's so easy to leave my body that path is really well traveled, you know, and I, I don't know, even know if I want to, but I haven't figured out any kind of a way to build a little fence there that says, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to go out of there. You know, I did. I I did. Go ahead. So Cody, sorry. Just that me and you, me and Sadie have talked about this too, just about like, you know, those um, responses that are, you know, quote unquote, not self responses that, um, you know, kept us safe, literally, Mm -hmm. and metaphorically for years and years. And there's a value in that process. And it's not about like, just getting rid of it and discarding it. Um, You know, there's, there, there, to me, needs to be like a reverence in that embodiment part and honoring the process that processes that took place you know to keep us safe before we knew all of these magical wonderful things so oh absolutely i like to say that in session too because like people will hear the description of what the self and the not self is and Mm -hmm. there's this feeling of like okay there's the box i need to like punt myself over into that box real quick like i gotta fit into that otherwise i'm not doing it right but you know the not self the coping mechanisms we have exist because we needed them to survive. And sometimes we still need them to survive. Like it Absolutely. is not wrong or bad if you are still in a life situation where some of those things are still helping you. The awareness of where you're designed to be is enough. Like your body's going to start working on that at its own pace and in its own time. Mm. I love that. Sadie, I cut you off before. What do you, do you remember what you're gonna say? Mm-hmm. Choo choo, train left the station. Nope. <laughs> Son I, of a, I hate no when idea. I do that. <laughs> I'm like, dang it, what was she gonna say? It was gonna be magical. Uh no, but like as we're talking, like and Cody, you know, we've obviously touched on this. Like, yeah, let's have reverence for all of those survival instincts and keeping ourselves safe. But you know, Kat, just observing you on Instagram, like, I just see you reaching this point where it's like, your body is telling you like, yes, I have been keeping myself safe. I've been in this survival mode. And now my root is telling me 
it's got to fucking come out. And I saw that you posted, you know, I, I would love to barter with somebody for body work. I've gone through major body work in the past six months. I don't know if you've ever heard of Mayan massage. Mm -hmm. um, fucking killed me. Like literally took me through the depths of hell. It was not a massage at all. I was literally beat to a fucking pulp. And like the trauma, you know, I, I have a lot of sexual trauma too. Um, and it was just like literally like beat out of my body. They weren't beating me, but like that's what I experienced. Mm -hmm. And it it set in motion the biggest transformation of my life. And so I one, I want to know like where your area is that you live and if I can help guide you to something like that or ask you, did you find somebody to help you with the body work? Oh, I mean, I'm always down for recommendations. I did not find anybody to barter with. I have had like, I've done acupuncture. I've done all kinds of different like <laughs> body work techniques. I haven't tried the one you're talking about though. I was specifically hoping to find somebody who specializes in like lymphatic related massage. Because <sighs> that's what, me. that's what literally led me down finding mm -hmm. the Mayan. I had a lymphatic massage and I was like, what in the actual fuck? <laughs> and my body was like, you need this, but you need this hardcore. Mm -hmm. So I found the hardcore and yeah, now I'm, I wouldn't call it the fallout, but like now I'm in the, okay, this shit is out now. What do I do? I have a regulated nervous system for the first time in my fucking life. And mm -hmm. I see myself wanting to be pulled back into that just like deep program. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would love for you to DM me like your location and I want to help you with that, whether that's finding somebody and getting a session paid for, for you, or yeah, I'm just, I'm really being called to helping you with that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's fucking, I have officially given up on Western medicine fully and totally. Um, yeah. I know at some point it's like, he talks about how undefined and open spleens do not do well with Western medicine. And that, you know, I tried, I had to try it quite a few times before I was like, you know what, man, you're just fucking right. <laughs> because it's just like, there are things that are wrong clinically that they can find, but not nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Like I, I went as far as to fucking paint a watercolor body graph of myself, of my body and labeled every symptom that I've had over the last 10 years. <laughs> To be like, this is a whole picture. These yeah. are all together. And I went in and this one dude was like, okay, you can pick three symptoms. And I was like, I beg your fucking pardon. <laughs> and I went in to get my um, cortisol levels tested and the gentleman specialist there um, basically was just trying to tell me that the problem was that I'm a fat woman. And I was like, well, thank you. you did you miss the part that rapid weight gain was one of my symptoms? Mm. you know like <laughs> what a dick yeah it's just like yeah. it's been so aggravating and nothing has worked nothing has made me feel better it's just been a waste of time it's been like so much anger you know so I just I need something else and I can feel that the fluid is trapped behind my neck and all the way up to my head and it feels urgent like the first burnout was like okay there's a problem like I can't I don't have any energy and like, that's like whatever, but it didn't feel scary. It didn't feel like life threatening. You know, this yeah. feels like you need to figure this out or you are going to die. <laughs> um, what's I, I do. Um, these are just like small little things you probably need. Yeah. Like a, a specialist of some sort, but I'm feeling called to just say, and they're, it's so silly and small, but like, I don't know if you've heard of like gua sha, I gua sha mm -hmm. the shit out of my neck because I'm having the exact same problem. It doesn't feel as urgent to me right now. That has been helping me move all that fluid down and um, body brushing. Like those were the two things that popped into my head. I'm like, I just, I have to say them here. They're so small and silly, but maybe, I, you know, a good gua sha helps a lot. Gua sha helps a lot. I try to do that every night if I can because it okay. does pull some of it down but there's like on the back of my neck there's like a big poof like a buffalo hump thing that happens that oh my is gosh pronounced when i'm stressed and then goes away when i'm not you know oh my gosh 
Well, it's hopefully. Dumb. Say that again. Sorry. It's dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's not and dumb. Obviously... It's so real. Yes. It real. is so real. <sighs> the body. The body. The body reacts. The body keeps the score and holds it all. Body keeps body, the score. Body, yaddy, 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 Body should <laughs> announce a winner. Yeah. I saw that on yeah. Twitter the other day and I loved it. Um, Sadie, what else have you got for us? What, what mm. other questions do we have here for Kat? Yeah, I mean, ask me um, anything. I don't have any questions per se. I just would like to take a moment to celebrate you and tell you how much I enjoy just you. And, and not for anything in particular, but you are once my Instagram turned into hyper-focused HD and I started following HD people. Like I just, there's something so comforting and real and authentic and just like I'm, I'm a big proponent of like no bullshit like let's show up real and you are one of the very small handful of accounts that I'm just like yeah I'm here for this so I just I wanted to take a moment to thank you for showing up in the ways that you do and sharing your heart and like the really fucking hard parts um, because we don't really see that and uh you know seeing you move your emotional wave and and just who you are it's it's a very inspiring it's also very humbling it causes me to you know look deeper inside myself and and realize that we all may be spiritual beings but we are having a fucking human experience and it's really fucking hard sometimes no Thank you. So, no, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, I'm on mute because my children <laughs> they are screaming. In, <laughs> my children are screaming in the background. Get it, Parker. Um, I second everything that that Sadie said, and also just to add, thank you for showing up here in this space and sharing your wisdom and just everything that you are. I, oh man, I fucking love third line people. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I love third line people. And so just like third line people have, I mean, I love every line disclaimer there. Right. But <laughs> God damn, I love third line people because it just, you know, to have that, that wisdom in the body of being able to like allow life to show us mm -hmm. instead of, um, you know, over until, I mean, we still do that too, because that's what the mind likes to do, but yeah. Thank you for showing, showing up in this space as exactly who you are in your differentiation. It's like, it's been such a gift. Oh, of course. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy, a delight, a national treasure. And, and just know <laughs> that like, if our husbands are never supposed to hear this, they're never fucking supposed to hear this. This is <laughs> this is not going live over Apple Podcasts for all to hear. So hey, yeah. even if it did, I'd be like, yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and what I'm of it? Down at the table about it. <laughs> yeah, come at me, bro. I love it. The proverbial lay my big dick out on the table. <laughs> big dick oh wait, before it. before you go, Cat, we have to ask you: Do you have a uh, an imaginary dick as well. We, me and Sadie do. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I definitely, mm. I have a spiritual dick. I really do. Spiritual dick. <laughs> yes. That's a <laughs> and it, it's, <laughs> I've had to come to terms with it because like, okay, I've, I'm right angle cross of rulership. Okay. So oh, it's there. But my gate. The biggest spiritual dick. Right. But my gate 45 is not conscious. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. My spiritual dick is a secret dick. <laughs> That other people are experiencing. <laughs> and and like, that, oh, that, that my friends, is the opening sequence <laughs> to this episode. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like that, um, it's like that scene from Bridesmaids where they're like bumping it along their face. You know, it's like, uh, 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 do you know what I'm talking about? Huh? No? I've seen the like movie. Like in Bridesmaids? 
Yeah. And at the like in like one of the opening scenes in Bridesmaids, they're like, oh, did he sleep over in your mouth? And then she's like making this hand (laughs) signal of a penis, like essentially just like circulating the face. Like this is what I'm picturing of like the secret dick. It's just kind of poking and prodding (laughs) without any. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. I took that. That was too far. That was too far. I just haven't seen Bridesmaids. So. Oh Um, my gosh. You have to watch that. But now have either of you seen The Sweetest Thing? Love that movie! Okay, forever right. ago. Well, I'm I'm playing in my mind that you're too big to fit in here. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh my. Great. Oh, I was oh. picturing as a 40-year-old virgin when the crazy <laughs> lady is in the bathroom and she's like, oh, it's the clam that's that's secret dick vibe for me because <laughs> it's like the secret dick is hidden within the clam oh my god <laughs> uh, we all three had our things. own visions going <laughs> oh well that's a lovely note to end on <laughs> why does it always have to end up with dicks man every yeah. time was the first episode called the proverbial dick slap? <laughs> That's kind we of don't like dicks. Why do I want to be a dick? I'm a I dick. Mean, okay. That just means the whole podcast has big dick energy. So we really um, do. Maybe that's the episode name of this one: <laughs> big dick energy. <laughs> big, big secret dick energy. BDSE. <laughs> yeah, secret. BSDE. BSD. That's right. I'm immediately going on my stories and posting that Lato song, Big Dick Energy. (laughs) Well, again, it has been a true pleasure and delight to host you and your big dick. So thank you for being here today. Big secret dick. (laughs) But you know what? Maybe she doesn't want a big dick. Maybe she's okay with a little four inch. Because it's, oh. it's not about the size, right? It's the motion of the ocean. Um, well, I don't sense. really agree with that, but I need at least five, okay? Let it be known. Well, my dick and I say you're welcome, and thanks for having us. <laughs> and cut. Oh, my God. Um, that was so good. And seems so good. And what do you think about that? Say it again. Celestial nectar. Oh, God. Stop it. <laughs> celestial nectar. Oh, my God. I hope this celestial nectar nourished you. And if it didn't. If it didn't, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> you as much as. We probably can't say fuck you, but something along this line. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> if it didn't. You could, you could do that. Like what you just. We hope the celestial nectar nourished you as much as it did us. <laughs> and if it doesn't, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Did we get it? I Yeah. It works. <laughs> I think we got it. Okay. Okay.